Hello, my beautiful queer nation. Welcome to another episode of Queer Christian Conversations with me, your host, Coach Yema. Today, we're having a conversation about the Bible, about mythology. Specifically, we're going to start with Genesis, okay? We're having a conversation for about Genesis today. I want to hear your questions. I want to hear anything that comes has come up for you since our last conversation. I need you to let me know, okay? And um, hello, Reverena, how are you? So y'all, how about right before I came on, I'm putting my phone into the um, holder and it breaks. And so my phone, hey Jake, my phone is very, very carefully set up. Normally I try to wave to everyone um, when you're coming in, but I don't want to keep touching the screen so that it doesn't act up. I'm going to try just to tap it a little bit, okay? So today we're talking about Genesis. We had a conversation last week about how Genesis is <laughs> it's a mythology, baby, and was not written by Moses, okay? Uh, you know what's interesting? As I keep digging deeper into the history of the writing of the Bible, um, and society at the time the political atmosphere all of the all of the things language the written word when do these things start and you know something that's very interesting have you ever thought about this um so when moses allegedly i'll say traditionally okay when moses traditionally wrote the torah the five the first five books of the Bible of the Jewish Bible and the Christian Bible. Did you know that the ability to write language had not at the time that Moses is traditionally said to have written the Torah, people didn't know how to write at that time. And so traditionally what Jewish people um, rabbis will say in their allegory, hey VIP Toya, is that um, at the time that Moses received the five books, he also received the ability to write it. Now, what do y'all think about that? Is that interesting? Is that interesting for you? I, I was blown away because I've always loved language. I just think the intelligence of us being able to communicate with each other and that we can understand is just so powerful to me. So as I'm looking into the Moses story and really understanding where all of this came from and then I come across the the fact that there was no ability to write anything at the time right and can you imagine Moses etching five books okay on stone in 40 days including the Ten Commandments it's just so much for us to believe um, but it's been a very interesting process as I've been studying this. And the other day, y'all, I have to be honest, I broke down and I cried because and it makes me emotional now. Um, the representation of God being in the Torah, in Genesis specifically, is just so harmful and has been used specifically the genesis story which is why i want us to talk about it today has been used in such devious violent ways against humanity 
against ourselves and it's just i just broke down i was studying it was the end of the day i'm sitting there and i don't know where the emotions came from and i just started crying but this just this quiet um anguish just disappointment and sadness over what has been done in the representation of who god is it just broke my heart and it was just this cry between me and god and just saying dang like why and how and this has to be fixed and so the process if you're new here again my name is coach yama you gotta get excited to say my name like yay ma okay coach yama what i do is i help lgbtq plus people who do identify as christians to make peace with their faith and their sexuality and for the month of december we're going to be studying the bible we're going to be talking about the history of the bible we're going to be talking about the bible from three different levels academically which means are these stories have they been able the details been able to be corroborated by archaeology right um about the critical text analysis have they been able scholars been able to look at these texts and say yes indeed this happened at this time as they said right as far as genesis is concerned that has not been the case the archaeology and the history and the analysis of the text do not line up okay um and then we're going to be looking at it which we all grew up with the biblical literal way the literal way of looking at it which is the, the theological way that we in our different religions and understanding of who god is and how we were either um <laughs> the word program is coming to my mind but that's not what i mean how we were socialized to believe who god is how we grew up right there's that level and then there's the esoteric level the spiritual understanding which is why i will continue to identify as as a christian because i 100 believe and understand the christ consciousness that was the message of jesus okay even if i am going through the bible and i'm seeing all of these different ways that the writers and the translators and the nicene council and how they put it together and what how it became like the fact that christianity is the biggest um religion in the world is not because it was a peaceful spreading of the gospel it was very violent very bloody um reason why we have this religion that's been it's taking up i i forget the percentage now i'm only able to see the map of it because i'm a visual person um of where christianity has spread and then coming from not just christianity but then judaism and then islam these religions that have abraham as the the father of the religion and the damage that's been done it's just so much um and even with all of that right you can still have logic <laughs> you can still logically look at the bible and study it as a book written by man and still receive the spiritual truths that are in there right and here's the thing and if you have questions beloved please go ahead and put it in the comments or put it in the question box. I'm here to answer your questions. This is a conversation. Um, but what I wanted us to talk about today is the Adam and Eve story, the allegory, that 
scholars alike, biblical scholars and just historians agree, right? It's an allegory. It didn't actually happen that way. Do we as human beings know how the first man and first woman came to be? I would venture and say it's a very strong possibility that we don't, okay? But where is the, the origin of the Adam and Eve story coming from? And as queer people, it's important for us to know this because we have been so damaged by the idea of original design that is taken by theologians um, from the Genesis story, right? And that is preached on pulpits every freaking Sunday, right? This is what the, was the intent of God, that there would be a woman and a man, that there is um, Adam and Eve and not Adam and Steve, right? All of that messaging that's come from that book, right? From that story that's been communicated as this, because this book, right, was divinely dictated to Moses, right? This is the direct um, word from uh, word from God because nobody was there when God created everything, right? And so God has now divinely dictated exactly what happened to Moses and nobody else has ever heard about what happened until Moses wrote it down. And last week we discussed that that is not the case, that this story... <laughs> This allegory had been in the ancient world in different flavors for eons, okay? Because since Moses did not write Genesis, several priests are actually the writers of Genesis. And the Torah was put together by different scribes, specifically Ezra, during the time of the Babylonian exile, okay? So it's not like a book that was... Um, written and the Jewish people carried it from antiquity. No, they were in exile, right? Bad things were happening and they needed to put something together. <laughs> they had to put something together, okay? And it was put together. I'm gonna leave it at that, okay? So the story of Adam and Eve, the first man and first woman and how all of this came to be had been in different ancient cultures for eons, okay? Specifically, um, if we all can be in agreement that the people on the continent of Africa were the first peoples on earth, right? The story started in that way, from that continent, okay? And most prominently in Kemet, right, which is now called Egypt. And the story of Adam and Eve in Kemet, they have different names, right? But the story talks about the feminine aspect right which is the eve giving knowledge and wisdom okay to the masculine aspect and it wasn't a sin right there is there's so much more to explain about this but i just want to just encourage you i kind of want to um be a catalyst for you to go search this out for your yourself right because i need you to put your eyes on it right um Pat says, which part of Africa was the first people? Hello, Shanae. The first people were the San, S-A-N tribe people, which are now located in the Botswana, Southern Africa region of the continent. Um, when the 
Europeans came and discovered and they've discovered all of these things. They call them the Bushmen. I don't ascribe to that. I don't like that language. I don't like the language. I don't like it. I just don't like it, okay? Especially as an African person. Um, they were the Sand Tribe, S-A-N Tribe. Um, you can look that up. They have a creation story that I talked about last time where um, God, there's an underworld of people and then God had grew a tree and then the tree was like a portal where God pulled out man, woman, and all of the animals, which sounds similar to the Genesis story where God creates man and woman from the earth and creates the animals from the earth and all of that, right? So for the ancient Kemet Egyptian um, story, which is where these priests that wrote Genesis would have heard the story and reinterpreted it for their culture, okay? When they got it to their culture that was very patriarchal, right? Woman, Eve, has now become the reason why the whole world is a mess, right? If you've ever read the Genesis story and thought to yourself, how is that possible that man would come first when it is people who own wombs who birth babies? Have you ever thought about that? Has that ever like crossed your mind? I mean, for me, because I am a fierce womanist, okay? Um, it crossed my mind, right? But when you're in the biblical level, the literal level of understanding the Bible, your questions are kind of chucked to the side and said, well, we just don't understand everything. This is the, the, um, the mind of God that we will never understand. And so we don't know why God chose it to be that way, but that is just it. Man came first and then woman came first. But then when you keep looking deeper, it is not even that deep. Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 are complete, totally different stories about how creation came to be. Completely two different accounts of creation, right? Where in Genesis 1, man and woman are made at the same time simultaneously, right? And then divided. So in the beginning, the first day, right, there was darkness. And then what did God do? God divided the light from the dark, right? In the beginning, God made them okay um and then divided male and female and then you get to genesis 2 and then right whoever that rabbi was that started writing that story said uh, no sorry adam came first and then god took a rib and made the woman so woman actually came after she was the last of god's creation and as modern christians will say yes woman is the exclamation point on the creation of on God's creation and then you keep reading to Genesis 3 she's the reason why we're in the mess that we're in now and we still have anecdotal stories and um ways of looking at this that when we get to heaven who's the first person that we're gonna look up we're gonna look up Eve because how dare you right and then we wonder why there's so much misogyny in the world and why um femininity is so uh demonized well hello she was the one that had a conversation and was seduced by um by the by the serpent right and now has introduced sin into the world and then every month okay a woman's going through her menstruation and now this is supposed to be a reminder of how terrible we were makes sense right and so 
before we even get to how damaging it is for us as queer people and seeing what was put into the Genesis story, right, of um, that it was first man and woman and that is God's divine design and there's, you know, not Adam and Steve and all of that. The messaging, because of this patriarchal society, um, that woman should be and is second class and needs to be protected in the sense from herself because when left to her own devices, she's going to get herself into trouble, right? Look at all of the Abrahamic religions, right? Including Christianity. Uh, it, it was a huge thing a couple of years ago when Beth Moore, <laughs> who was part of the, the Southern Baptist Convention, started saying, hey, Ellen, um, started talking about women's rights and how it was okay for a woman to preach. And they completely ostracized her because now she was getting too big for herself. This idea that women are not allowed to speak that are not allowed to preach and teach it's even in right when we get to paul the apostle and what paul is writing in the letters that he's sending out about the place of woman all because of this adam and eve story that was co-opted right for the jewish people okay now the story that was co-opted came from Egypt, right? And this is not me saying this because I'm black and I want everything to be a black power and all of that. Just read the Bible. <laughs> read the Bible. Everything in there is from Egypt. When there's a famine, we go down to Egypt, okay? Uh, where was Abraham coming from? The land he was coming from? The Babylonian, all of that, very heavily influenced by the Egyptian culture. Egypt is all, all in there. But when I was reading it, back in the day i never and let me know if i'm the only one i never connected even as an african person connected that these were brown-skinned black people that egypt was africa because in our minds right egypt is an arab nation it's the it's the arab it's the islam it's the arab world right it's not africa but it was africa those are <laughs> those are black people okay that had apparently all the resources because when everything went wrong for the fathers of faith abraham isaac right jacob they would head on down to head on down to egypt right so it's in there this is not something that we are or i am inputting into the text and if i am challenge me right if you're feeling some type of way about it say something okay it's this is a safe place this is an academic conversation we are not emotionally charged in the conversation in a way where we want to cut down and hurt other people and each other not at all right this is a conversation so please ask your questions bring your bring yourself to the conversation so where this story was taken from the adam and eve that these priests right rewrote okay for genesis that society was a matriarchal society right and they had not just a masculine representation of god they had feminine representation of God. There was God and goddess, okay? There was their, because um, there's a misunderstanding that the ancient Egypt, um, Egyptians worshipped um, multiple gods. They did not. It was one God that they saw in many different um, ways of expression, right? The different manifestations of God. And their gods were often represented um, androgynously, okay? 
because it wasn't about gender. It was about the two parts of human nature that we have masculine energy and we have feminine energy. And that the feminine energy was, is the part of ourselves, of our, and we can even take this down to science, honey, because you know, I love my, I love my neuro, neuroscience, right? We have the, the conscious and the subconscious mind, right? And the subconscious mind is who gives, come on Holy Spirit, because I'm, I'm tapping it now, um, who gives this information to the conscious mind, which is the masculine part of ourselves, right? The active parts of ourselves. So this knowledge was taken by the feminine, depicted as it coming from this tree of wisdom, of knowledge, of good and evil, of wisdom, giving it to the masculine aspect to help it to help it lead. So that is talking about not two different beings of the parts, you know, the, the phallus, the penis goes in the vagina and this is what it's supposed to be. God made man and woman, that's what it is, right? The story was speaking about who we are as human beings and how we were made, right? And if we take it now, because we're having a higher conversation right now, we're going esoterically, right? We've moved from academically, historically, not a situation that actually happened. <laughs> Moses did not write this. Literally, the biblical story, okay, was not the first time we've heard of the Adam and Eve, um, narrative it's been an ancient world so what was the ancient world trying to communicate specifically directly at the time where the priests would have received this understanding from egypt it was about how we are as human beings that your subconscious mind right the feminine aspect of you that is the birthplace of who you are that is the part of you that um thinking about a womb right the part of you that brings brings things into fruition, okay? That where, I'm trying to think of the word, it's not coming to me. Uh, when a woman is carrying, when someone who owns a vulva and a womb and all of that, a uterus is carrying forth and bringing forth this thing, it takes time to be developed, right? Where the parts are being put together. That happens in your subconscious mind, okay? That's where you have the access to wisdom, okay? Give me one second. Let me holler at Molly real quick. Because. Molly. Thank you. Okay. This part of you, the subconscious part of you, is the feminine aspect of who you are, right? It is your wound self. Where ideas of who you are and all of the things that you pick up rest in your subconscious mind and 95% of your life is led by what's in your subconscious programming, okay? You know what's coming to me right now, um, if you watch the big fat Greek wedding and the, the matriarch of the family says the man is the head but the woman is the neck and she turns it whichever way she wants, right? That is true of us. 95% of your feminine aspect, this includes whatever you identify as, okay? Your feminine aspect of you carries and determines 95% of how you live your life. And then your conscious mind, right? The masculine aspect of you is the active, right? Is the one that does and goes and, and, and um, is doing the work, right? That's the masculine aspect of you. So your feminine gives imparts wisdom okay to the masculine aspect of you now let's take it to the bible because you know that's my favorite book still 
In Proverbs, okay, in Proverbs 3 and Proverbs 8, wisdom is given a feminine pronoun. And she is presented as a woman, right? Where wisdom is at the top of the street and she's calling out to the sons of men, right? To the fools and the ignorant among us, come in and receive. She set her table. She's putting everything on there that you could possibly want. Come in and partake from her, right? As a feminine aspect, this is wisdom. Wisdom, wisdom fills her house, right? And I'll get this wrong, which hand is the, was the right one? But in the left hand of wisdom is riches and honor. And in the right hand is pleasures and long life and all of that. Wisdom has all of the things that we desire, right? Um, Proverbs 31, the, the Proverbs 31 woman, she's, she's the woman who's better than rubies, right? But wisdom says in Proverbs 3 that I'm better than rubies, okay? And she says, when God was in the beginning creating, I was there with God frolicking with God and enjoying his creation and enjoying the, the humans that he and God, God had created, right? Bible says he because of who wrote it, right? But who, uh, who God created, I was there enjoying the wisdom of God using me to create what was happening, right? Then we go into the story of Solomon, okay? What does Solomon pray for? Solomon, which I believe that alone. <laughs> We're going to go with the biblical literal level of understanding Solomon, richest man ever lived. Okay. And Solomon asked for what? Wisdom. And God gave Solomon wisdom. Okay. And wisdom through that wisdom, God said, because you asked for this, I'm going to give you everything else. So here wisdom is again, bringing along with her riches, right? Wealth, honor, all of the things she's bringing it with her again. Then we go to the new Testament. Let's hop over in, in James. What does James say? If you're struggling, okay, you're going through all of these hard times and you're struggling. What should you pray for? You pray for wisdom. Okay. And don't be double-minded, right? Don't be of two minds because then you're going to be unstable in all of your ways, right? Because if wisdom, Proverbs 3 talks about, is the principal thing, if I have wisdom, then I have the answer to all of the life issues that I'm facing right now. And then the scripture says, don't worry about it, right? God doesn't just give you like a little piece, like here you go, here a little piece of wisdom here, a little piece of wisdom here for you, a little piece here. No, 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 no. God is an abundant giver. So get, like, go ask for it and God is going to spoil you with wisdom because wisdom is a principal thing. And again, we go back to the feminine aspect, right? The esoteric understanding of the creation of, of humankind, right? Because even in Genesis, Adam is not, the name of, is not the name of the first man. Adam, translated in Hebrew, is mankind, right? So the creation of Adam, right? Here comes the feminine aspect giving into itself right the wisdom that's needed to go in and name the animals right we're going to go to literal the literal way name the animals honey do whatever needs to get done whatever adam is up to right the feminine aspect is they're given the wisdom okay so when you think about this in your regular life and we're coming up on time so if you have questions drop it into the comment box for me into you now where you are in 2022 right december whatever day this is is this the day of um is this today Pearl Harbor Day? 
Um, so where you are today, 2022, December 7th, as a being, okay, as a whole being, because as you are, you are made in the image of God, okay? You do not need to marry a man or a woman, right, to be the perfect whole um, representation of who God is. You, as you are, are made in the image of God because the masculine and feminine resides within you. And we all have it in like, um, scientifically, there's 95% of our, our life is directed by the feminist subconscious part of us. Um, but just in other ways and energies, right, we exist and how we embody that differently, okay? Like for me, I come off, um, <laughs> I come off feminine, okay? But I'm learning this new term, um, which fits me perfectly. I'm like a dominant aggressive femme in a sense um, because I'm very, I hold and carry a lot of my masculine energy very well in the forefront of who I am. Um, part of that is because I'm a, business owner and that usually calls forth um a lot of your masculine energy as well but as you are you are made in the image of god perfectly in sync holding in perfect beautiful imprint of who you are the both the masculine and the feminine in you okay and it's through your subconscious mind the wisdom right when you sit and you be quiet be still what does that be still mean psalm forty six ten, be still and know that I am God, okay? I'll, live, I'll leave this last bit with you all. Did you know that they found the same neurons that we have in our brain, they have found those neurons in the, in the heart. It's almost like your heart has a brain, okay? Which again, is this duality of knowing and feeling and heart resonance and then logic and, and analysis and critical thinking and all of that stuff, right? We all, we exist at all the different levels the truth of god is reflected okay so i want to end it there do you all have any questions para me for me we'll be back next wednesday and if you are a queer person and you are struggling with being queer being lgbtq even if you're questioning in your faith and how to hold and walk this thing out and you need some help I have free calls that you can set up with me. The link is in my bio. Please go ahead and set up a call with me. Um, they're so beautiful. It's like my favorite calls to have because um, I just love y'all. Um, and we'll see if we can build a plan for you to get you to that place of where you are fully embodying all of your God self, okay? Uh, any other questions? We might get into the New Testament, but I kind of want to... I want to be careful with the New Testament because I feel like we can't just have that conversation just out here all willy-nilly um, because it's such a um, it's such a sacred cow um, of a of a of a story and I really want to be careful and intentional about that conversation but I will say this that you can look up have you ever noticed that Paul never talks about any of the miracles of Jesus in the in the epistles Look it up. Look it up for yourself, okay? So no questions. All right, beloved. I will see you all next Wednesday for another episode of Queer Christian Conversations. Bye.